There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the T-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Everybody doing out there today? It is February 16, 2024, Friday. Friday, Friday. Oh. So, how's everybody doing out there today? I'm doing okay. I almost lost my fucking shit again over this good, blessed computer. But I, I'm here. We're good. Swear to fucking God. I don't even fuck with this computer except for when I'm recording the show. I don't do anything else on it. Nothing. Not another motherfucking thing. It's like, motherfucker. Jesus Christ. Anyway, on with the show. We're recording. It looks like everything's working. The sound looks well. I'm hearing music. I'm seeing music. And you can see my beautiful face if you're watching this on Rumble. If you're not, please go to Rumble and check out the show. Don't try to America TV. Follow us there. And, uh couple of things. Let's get all the business out of the way because I've got one hell of a show for you guys today. And um, essentially, the show is, uh, we're fucked. That's, that's the title. No. Um, we, we claim that we know what our serious threat is as a country and our government. But our most serious national security threat isn't Russia, regardless of what people are telling you. It's the government. Stay tuned. Guys, um, check out our new sponsor to the show. They are Reaple, Reaple, Reaper Apparel Company. Check them out at www.reaperapparelco.com. Use promo, link, uh, promo code DTOM and get 10% off your order. Guys, that link, if I 
fucked it up and you don't know how to spell reaper and apparel co.com that's cool whatever the link is on the podcast app and what you're listening to this on check that out you see the hat if you're watching this on rumble i've got the new hat they sent me i got the t-shirts right over here so <clears throat> check them out they've got a whole bunch of stuff they sent me some uh some stickers here you can see them pretty nifty um so go check them out guys new company just getting started um Link is on the podcast app. Also, the link for my store is on the podcast app. It's D-Tom Store. Check that out. We got a bunch of show merch, T-shirts, sweatshirts, underwear, bikinis. Not really. I got some swim trunks. Got some gym shorts. Got whiskey glasses. Got license plates. I got teddy bears. Come on, man. Teddy bears for the little ones. All right. And, uh, guys, please make sure that whatever podcast app you are listening to this on, that you're following the show doesn't cost you a dime no no patreons here no subscriptions nothing like that i'm doing this out of the kindness out of my heart and that's where these sponsors and the in the detom store that's where that stuff comes into play okay now um <clears throat> make sure also that you share this show if you're listening to this on apple or spotify guys if you would do so do me a kind favor in addition to following the show and sharing it and everything else i'm asking you um go ahead and leave a uh, five star and on Apple, if you want to leave a review, that'd be great, too. And uh, I think that's it, guys. Make sure you're following us on social media. We are Dual Trade on America on Facebook, Instagram, uh, True Social, and the Ticker Talker, where I mainly make some of these puppies right here. Oh, yeah. Someone sent me a video today on how to make clear ice, so that's a project for this weekend. Uh, we'll see how it works. Anyway, um... Also, uh, on the Twitter X machine at DTOM underscore 1775. And if you are not on social media, that's fine. You can check us out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. And you can also email me at any time, at any time, whenever you want. Just knock yourself out. It's uh, DonQ at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. All right. On with the show. So, I... <laughs> I had this show ready. I was actually, okay, so quick quick view. Guys, for those of you that listen to the show on a regular basis, both of y'all, um, <laughs> normally I do the show Sunday, uh, Tuesday, and Thursday, right? So obviously yesterday was Thursday, today's Friday. Um, so Valentine's Day was Wednesday. My wife had to work. I mean, I had to work too, but she had to work a, a weirder, more weird schedule. And um, so we did our Valentine's Day yesterday. Therefore, no show. I was going to do it on Wednesday. But, you know what? I was tired. And uh, I didn't feel like it. So, uh, I said, you know what? I'll just do it Friday. And I'm glad I waited. Because I did have a pretty good show for you guys Wednesday set up. And, I, and a lot of the stuff I have from the Wednesday show, I'm probably going to do this weekend. Barring any other situations arising in the next couple of days. But it's not necessarily topical. I mean, it kind of is. But it's not as topical but is what is what i'm going to talk about and um so nonetheless uh see how do i want to start this i guess we'll go right into this here so do you recall now i did a show back in 1932 me and marconi were sitting here right no it was last year it was in december i don't recall the show i want to say it was the golf of tonkin 2023 i think but i talked about um, black swan events and how these 
have occurred in, in this country's history. I mean, other countries have had these same situations, but we're talking about here where um, the government or factions of the government create these black swan events. Now, if you recall what a black swan event is, it's a actually I think I I think I pulled it up on my phone here. Let me see. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> the black swan theory or black swan event is a metaphor that describes an event that comes as a surprise, has a major effect, and is often inappropriately rationalized after the fact with the benefit of hindsight. So back in at the end of the year, last this past year in December, uh, Catherine, um, I want to say her last name, Catherine Herridge, uh, had this to say. She's off of uh, CBS. Mine's a little dark. I just feel a lot of concern that 2024 may be the year of a black swan event. Mm -hmm. This is a national security event with high impact that's very hard to predict. Um, there are a number of cons uh, concerns that I have that factor into that. Not only this uh, sort of enduring heightened threat level that we're facing, uh, the wars in Israel, also Ukraine, and we're so divided in this country in ways that we haven't seen before. And I think that just creates fertile ground for our adversaries like North Korea, China, and Iran. And that's what uh, concerns me most. So that's what she had to say. Now, it was back in December. That was like their end-of-the-year type wrap-up type thing. It was actually December 24th when it was posted. And um, <clears throat> so we talked about that. I played this clip back then. And um, on that show, I, I played this clip. And... We we talked about whatever and talked about the Gulf of you know the Gulf of Tonkin, which was what was going on over in Iran and whatnot, and um, <clears throat> and that was it. You know, we didn't really get into it. You know, we talked about Israel and whatever, but then we had news that broke yesterday. Now you guys probably know what I'm going to talk about, but before we get to that, Catherine Herridge, CBS reporter, I would say if you're going to take the best reporter for cbs it would be her she's very seems to be very honest and very forthright and very knowledgeable on the things that she talks about well had one of the highest rated shows on cbs well yeah they went ahead and fired her yeah <laughs> and no one's really talking about this but this happened on uh tuesday CBS News reporter Catherine Herridge fired in a company-wide layoffs conducted by Paramount Global. Herridge was one of 800 people who got axed on Tuesday in Paramount's global massive cost-cutting operation. Herridge was just fired hours after she reported how Biden may have retained sensitive documents related to specific countries involving his family foreign business dealings. The committees required this uh, Biden, her interview transcript, script, there is uh, concern that President Biden may have retained sensitive documents, blah, blah, blah. We know all that. But I'm not specifying that she was necessarily fired for that. She is one of those reporters. She used to be on Fox. And she, she is a true journalist, in my opinion. She doesn't – She does, oh, I work for CBS, so I have to follow their rules. I work for ABC. I got to follow – I work for NBC or whatever, or Fox for that matter. She doesn't give a shit about who she works for. Now, why she left Fox and went to CBS, I don't know. I would assume there was a, a large chunk of money involved there. Okay, cool. I don't blame you. But um, I think it's interesting how a month and a half ago, 
she says this i think there's going to be a black swan event it's going to involve national security and it's going to involve what's going on in uh, russia ukraine and israel and all these things and then this happens yesterday <laughs> we have the uh i don't recall the guy's name it's, it's inconsequential guy a dude a dude from a committee because there's 5000 committees on capitol hill comes out on wednesday saying that oh there's uh all this uh something there's something going on you can't really talk about it because you know national security there's something going on that i can't talk about uh, and i urge the president to to bring this up and um you know essentially i know i'm bouncing around because i'm looking up stuff too i'm trying to find uh who said what but um security um, this is something that if it was 10, maybe definitely probably 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, if you had someone on Capitol Hill that was a part of one of these committees that come running out, oh, you know, the, the, the you know, the earth's burning and we used to fall for that shit, you know, shit, what, 60 years ago, people would come out and start building bomb shelters. I mean, that's how serious people take the words of these political pundits you know and and the sad thing is is this guy and i can't find his name because because i'm looking for it i can't find it of course so you know sorry but um the uh okay quit looking for it, don you're you're losing track i'm becoming biden <laughs> you know years ago people would hear these words from someone like this and they took it serious. Oh, my God, we're being invaded. Oh, my God, aliens. Oh, my God, you know, the sky's falling. Oh, my God, we need to build a bomb shelter. And the government does these things. And it's not necessarily just the president. It's anybody. And this guy's a Republican to come out. So you'd say, well, shit, well, obviously he's not on Biden's side. There's no side here, guys. There's not a Republican and a Democrat side. Just because <clears throat> Bob Johnson's a Republican and Joe Biden's a Democrat, that doesn't mean they're not on the same team. Okay? There's a uniparty. There's the, the deep state. It doesn't matter about that RD. Okay? So let me read this story. It was a busy day in Washington on Wednesday as the intelligent bureaucracy tried to foment a national security panic over Russian nukes in space in hopes of ramming through the Ukraine aid package and killing reforms designed to curb its power to spy on Americans. Now, real quick before I read on, the 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 Congress and all those jokers up there, they're, they took a break. And they're like, look, you know what? It's been a long year so far. We're going to take a break. I don't think they'd come back until, I think they're taking at least a week off. It might be two weeks, but they're definitely taking a week off. I don't know if it's President's Day and they're taking a week off or it's, I, I don't know. But, and nonetheless, they're not coming back to the end of February. And um, <clears throat> they're trying to push this Senate-led bill, this Ukraine aid package through. And, you know, Speaker Mike Johnson's like, no, nah, we're not doing that because... I'll, what what we should be concerned with is securing our border. But what everyone else is concerned with is securing Ukraine's borders. Whatever. But, you know, consider the timing and the panic 
you know, of these provocations, which came almost immediately after Speaker Johnson said he and the Republic's other Republicans weren't going to be rushed into approving a $61 billion aid package for Ukraine. It also came at the precise moment, just coincidentally, that the House was debating reforms on the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. That's FISA, by the way. Um, set to expire in April that would end warrantless surveillance of Americans, which, of course, the White House and intelligence agency proposed. So you had a situation where they were arguing, God fucking damn it, I swear to God, that they were arguing over getting rid of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, which is listening to this show, listening to you listen to this show, listening, watching this on Rumble, thanks for the download, and listening to our phone calls and, you know, that whole uh, 9-11, we got to fight them over here because we don't want to go over there or whatever it was he said. And they're spying on us. And the way they cover it up is they don't necessarily, they, the NSA or CIA or whoever, they don't do it. They have, say, Canadian, you know, Canada's intelligence agency, if there's such a thing, that that does it for them, and then we do it for them. So it doesn't look like we're doing it to our own people. It's just not us. It's Canada. It's Australia. It's whoever. And it's you know, it's a big bunch of fucking bullshit, is what it is. But they they come out running, you know, you know, Russia's got nukes in space, and they're gonna they're gonna bomb us, and they they're gonna they're gonna knock out our satellites, and they're gonna do this, and they're gonna do that, and everyone's kind of like. Okay, you know, <laughs> and I love how this guy, this congressman, and I, you know, like I said, if if I if I wasn't looking for it, it'd be all over this fucking piece of paper. But um, hey, there it is, Mike Turner, <laughs> Wednesday, Mike, uh, House Intelligence Committee Chairman Mike Turner issued a cryptic warning about national security threat related to destabilizing foreign military capability. So grave that President Biden should declassify all information about it immediately. Soon thereafter, anonymous sources leaked to the press that the threat was about Russia wanting to put nuclear weapons in space. Now, when in your life, I don't care how old you are, when in your life have you ever seen something happen so fast that was legit? You have a Republican congressman who, you know, is on the is the leader or whatever of the House Intelligence Committee come out and, and say whatever he had to say without really saying it because he couldn't say it because it was national security, it was classified. And then I urge President Biden to do this, and then, oh, it just leaks out to the press that it's some maybe it's about Russia. Conveniently enough, it's about Russia. It's not about the, you know, hundred plus thousand people that are crossing the border on, on you know every week. It's not about the the what was it, 30,000 Chinese military-age males that have crossed over the border in the last two months. It's not about that. Don, they're just looking for work. Are they? Are they? Or are those guys, military-age males, that coincidentally are China, which should be just as equally as a threat to us as, as we believe Russia is? Um, no, those people. Now, what would you think? Here's a good question. What would you think, or what would they think, if... 30,000 Russian adult military-age males were crossing the border. What do you think they would say about those individuals? They'd be like, oh, they're Putin setting up a terrorist cell inside the country. Okay, so if you're going to say that about Putin and 
Russian military age males crossing the border. Not that that's happened. I'm just painting a picture for you. Then why wouldn't you think that it's a possibility, a possibility that maybe that's the same thing that's happening with these Chinese adult male, you know, uh, military age males crossing the border. How do we know? We know for a fact that there are secret Chinese police departments across this country for whatever reason. We know that Chinese have biolabs in California. So why would you not think that maybe it was a possibility that these individuals were coming across to not raise flags by coming, you know, they might be legitimate citizens of China, but if they came flying in, you know, into New York or San Fran or wherever, uh, and they, you know, use their, their, uh, their, uh, you know, the thing, man, come on. I'm, I'm swear to God, I'm, I'm so fired up before this fucking show because the computer took a big shit on me. I'm just losing my mind. But, you know, passport. There you go. <laughs> and it's like, oh, Wu Hong uh, is trying to come into America. Oh, Wu Hong, he's a triad. He's a this. He's a that. He's boom, boom. He's going to raise all sorts of flags. Where if he's coming up through the southern border, he's not going to raise any flags because no one's stopping him and asking any questions. Right? So... Why are we worried about that? If, if, if we can honestly sit here and believe that Russia wants to take over the world, and I'm not saying that they don't, but if we're going to believe that they do, then why wouldn't we think China wants to do the same thing? They have so much have said that they want to defeat America financial, you know, not necessarily beat us in war. I mean, I don't think they've actually said that, but in every other aspect of our way of life, they want to beat us. So why couldn't that be a possibility? And why isn't there any Russians crossing the southern border? Because maybe, maybe, maybe that's not what Putin has in mind. Maybe he doesn't, maybe everything I've told you guys on this show about what his thought process is, is kind of true. Maybe... The whole thing going on in Ukraine isn't what the news media is telling us and Biden and his regime is telling us. But, you know, if this isn't so eerily, you know, reminiscent of the 60s with, uh, you know, the Russians parking nukes in Cuba 90 miles off the coast of Florida and we need to do this and we need to do that. Now, I'm not saying that didn't happen because... I don't know. I wasn't alive. And even if I was alive, what is my what is my proof? What is my evidence? My evidence is whatever, you know, whoever Walter Cronkite, whoever the news people were at the time. You know, I don't know. I and I can't even look it up. If I look it up, it's gonna be like, oh yeah, totally, totally. That's exactly what happened. But what if none of that actually happened? What if it was just a way for them to make Russia the boogeyman. And I've told you guys this time and time again, especially if you're my age. If you were born in the 60s and 70s, maybe even early 80s, you recall we were raised on hating Russia. For what? For what was the purpose? Because we needed people that were born 
to be able to join the military. So, and or if they didn't join the military, we need to be able to convince the American public to say we hate Russia. That way, if whatever reason we had to go to war with them, you would have the support you needed. Well, in the past 20 years, now this is the government's fault too. I mean, maybe maybe Ronald Reagan wasn't on the page. I don't know. You know, but back in the early, in the middle 80s and then into the early 90s when the USS fell and da-da-da and capitalism started coming to Russia and, you know, Russian people saw how things are. It's not, they're not the boogeyman that we thought they were. But for whatever reason, we're still, I, I even recall, and I was thinking about this the other day, the um, back, whatever year it was when Mitt Romney was running for president against Obama. So I'm assuming it was when he was running for re-election. So what was that, 12? Um, where they were talking about whatever. And um, Romney said one of the biggest threats that we have going forward as a country is Russia, right? And Obama's response to him was something to the effect of the 1980s called they want their national uh, whatever back, whatever he said. And... Everyone kind of laughed it off, and da, da, da. And I'm not saying that Obama was wrong, but fast forward 10, you know, 12 years, and where are we at now? It's like we can't stop talking about Russia and how evil they are and all the things they're doing. And if we don't help Ukraine, Russia's going to, you know, invade a, a NATO country and they're going to start World War III. And I've told you this, this has been going on for two years now in Ukraine. If Russia truly wanted to do that, they would have already done it. And you know it's bullshit because, what was it, about a year or so ago when Poland got bombed? Uh, there was a missile strike, I should say, in Poland. You guys recall that? And the, uh, that glass is about done. I got cracking. You see that sucker? Um, still holds whiskey, so we're fine right now. But um, Zelensky comes out <clears throat> saying, oh, it was the Russians. It was the Russians. And then upon further investigation, we found out that it wasn't the Russians. It was the Ukrainians that did that. And the reason we knew that is because it was U.S. missiles. But um, <clears throat> that's not important. This um, just goes on to say, so this goes on Democrat House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries issued a helpful statement clarifying uh, what... All this was really about the most urgent national security threat facing American people right now is the possibility that Congress abandons Ukraine and allows Vladimir Putin to win, Russia's to win. So essentially, this all was a big chicken little situation where we have to make up some bullshit story about nukes in space. It wasn't like a pigs in space. That was a Muppet, right? So we could go nukes in space, right? Um, um, and then backtrack on the, the Congress not wanting to pass the Ukraine aid bill. So it's all about beating Russia and Russia is going to kill everybody because they got nukes in space. Well, we, most of America, most people like you and I, and you probably did this yourself. You're probably like, eh. Like I said, 60 years ago, people would be losing their shit. They'd be out building bomb shelters, and they'd be stocking up on ammo. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do those things if you're capable. If you're capable of of stocking up on ammo and 
certain situations that you might need to fight somebody. Uh, if you have the ability to build a shelter of some sort, if you have the ability to buy food, to store food, if you have the money to buy those MREs, the Patriot, my Patriot supply and all that stuff, knock yourself out. But I don't think you need it to fight the Russians. I don't think you need it because the Russians are coming. I think you need it because the government's coming. And I know you might, people might listen to this. And even if this is your first time to the show, you might be like, I don't know. Guys, go back and listen to some of the older shows I've done. I, I haven't been wrong about much. And everything that I have been wrong about, we're not going to talk about. We're going to skip past that and we're going to talk about what I'm right about. <laughs> but then to further the agenda, this happens today. So there was a gentleman in Russia named Alexei Navalny's, and he was a uh, he was a guy, right? And he, he was Russian. So let me pull this up here. Um, uh, he was a Russian opposition leader, lawyer, anti-corruption uh, activist, and political prisoner. Uh, he organized anti-government demonstrations, ran uh, for office to advocate reforms against corruption in Russia and against Vladimir Putin and his government. Navalny was a Russian opposition coordinator council member. He was the leader of the Russian Future Party and founder of anti-corruption, blah, blah, blah. So, obviously, this guy was very much anti-Putin, and he was arrested for doing anti-Putin things and anti-Russian. And he wasn't necessarily anti-Russian, per se. I guess you would classify him, I guess in American terms, he'd kind of be like the leader of Antifa, if that makes any sense. Obviously, he was a little bit bigger than just, you know, an Antifa guy, but you understand what I'm saying. And um, he was jailed. Now, there's videos of this guy popping up all over, and I'm going to give you why I think he was actually jailed in a minute. Now, the American press is going to tell you that he was jailed because he opposed Putin. That's all you're going to hear about. You're going to, if you watch the news on Friday, you might not be listening to this on Friday because I'm recording kind of late, but sorry. When When you look at this, a lot of what you're going to hear about this guy is how the reason he was locked up was because he opposed Putin. And and that's it. Putin didn't like him because he was opposing him, and he locked him up. Period. That's what you're going to hear. But the funny thing about that is, what are we doing right here in America? <laughs> Putin, Biden, Alexei Nav uh, Navalny, Donald Trump. What's the difference? Zelensky. <laughs> Let me pull that one up real quick, and I'm, I'll, I'll get to that story in a minute. Uh, Zelensky, MP Alia Kava. Wow. But because it's Putin, right? But Biden's doing the same thing. Uh, Zelensky has done the same thing. But yet, we're not worried about that. It's, it's the hypocrisy... The hypocrisy on the largest scale that you could ever even fucking imagine that you have a president in Biden who is trying to jail his opponent, his opposition. Okay? Now, Biden might not be doing it. He might not be the one, you know, in the courts and doing whatever. But trust me, he, his regime is involved the deep state is involved as well as putin isn't 
necessarily the one doing this. It's his people. Now, I'm not saying what Putin did by jailing his opposition is right, but I'm going to tell you why I think he did it. I don't think he was jailed because he was opposition, because he was just recently jailed. It's like he's been in jail for like 20 years. You know, he's been this guy for a while. He's been this guy for uh, for 20, for, well, tw uh, t 10, 11, 12 years. And his problem was, number one, he was... He was um, given a suspended sentence for embezzlement, but he was still allowed to run for the Moscow mayor election where he came in second. Um, and then he received another suspended sentence for embezzlement. Both of these criminal cases were widely considered to be political, mo politically motivated and intended to, uh, intended to bar him from running for future elections. The European Court of Human Rights later ruled that the cases violated Navalny's right to fair trial, but the sentence was never overturned. In December of 16, Navalny launched his presidential campaign in 18 presidential election, uh, but he was barred by Russia's Central Election com uh, com uh, Commission <laughs> after, uh, reg after registering due to a, his prior, prior criminal conviction. The Russian Supreme Court subsequently rejected his appeal. In 2017, the documentary "He Is He Is Not Demon to You" was released, accusing Dmitry Medvedev, then Prime Minister and previous President, of corruption, leading to mass protest. Navalny in 18 Navalny initiated smart voting and tactical voting uh, strategy intended to consolidate the votes of those who oppose United Russia to the party of seats and electors in August of 20. He was hospitalized for a serious condition after being poisoned with a uh, Navichok nerve agent. <laughs> he was medically evacuated to Berlin and discharged a month later. Navalny accused Putin of, responsible, uh, of being responsible for that. Yada, yada, yada. So he's been the opposition for a while. He was locked up. And, and this is what I think. Now, we found, found this. Well, let me read. This is from his wife. I'm not going to play the audio because this is what it sounds like. So unless you speak Russian, there's no sense of playing that clip. I'll read what she said. The widow of Alexei Navalny committed or commented on the news of his death. She says, I don't know whether to believe the news or not. The terrible news that we received from the government's sources. If this is true, I want Putin, everyone around him, his friends, and the government to know that they will bear responsibility for what they did to our family, to our country, and my husband. And this will never happen. And, oh, I'm sorry. And this will happen very soon. She goes, I want to call on the entire world community, everyone in this room, people all over the world. So we reunite, uh, re, so we all unite to defeat this evil. We must defeat the terrifying regime that is now in Russia. Both the, this regime and Vladimir Putin bear responsibility of this situation. Uh, the self-proclaimed first lady of the Russian opposition. Okay, so we're going to bank on everything that this was because this guy was Putin's opposition. 
and he's in jail for this and and because of the things he says and the things he does well i've got video which i'm not going to play because it's all in russian and i can't show it to you because i'm not live on rumble i'm recording this because computer anyway um where he's holding a nazi flag and saying whatever he's saying and that's fine whatever i'm not saying it's fine but <laughs> i'll say whatever but um there is well i, I don't want to skip around i want to play this clip real quick this is biden he gave a well i want to say somewhat brief um update on this whole situation and it's it's a little bit of a long clip so i'm going to play the whole thing and i'll stop and start and we'll talk in it between it and all that fun stuff well, good afternoon i uh i'm heading off to east palestine at the moment but i wanted to real quick he's heading off to east palestine ohio a year later by the way a year later i'll be there this weekend one year later say a few things this morning about uh alexia navalny you know, like millions of people around the world, I'm literally both not surprised and outraged by the news. Reported death of Alexei Navalny. He bravely stood up uh, to the corruption, the violence, and the, the, all, the, all the bad things that the Putin government was doing. In response, Putin had him poisoned. He had him arrested. He had him prosecuted for fabricated crimes. He sent him to prison. He was held in isolation. <clears throat> Joe, are you talking about yourself? Even all that didn't stop him from calling out Putin's lies. Even in prison, he was a powerful voice for the truth. Which is He's only been in prison for a year. I mean, number one. <clears throat> and everything you're saying, you're doing, you're trying to do to your opponent right now, Joe. It's kind of amazing Joe. when you think about it. And he could have lived safely in exile after the assassination attempt on him in 2020. Which nearly killed him, I might add. And Hold on a second. An assassination attempt that almost killed him? Really? Don't say. But he, uh, he was traveling Fucking outside idiot. the country at the time. Instead, he returned to Russia. He returned to Russia. Knowing he'd likely be imprisoned. Or even killed. If he continued his work. But he did it anyway. Because he believed so deeply in his country, in Russia. Reports of his death, if they're true, and I have no reason to believe it or not, Russian authorities are going to tell their own story. But make no mistake, make no mistake, Putin is responsible for Navalny's death. Putin is responsible. What has happened to Navalny is yet more proof of Putin's brutality. No one should be fooled, not in Russia, not at home, not anywhere in the world. Putin does not only target his citizens of other countries, as we've seen in what's going on in Ukraine right now. He also inflicts terrible crimes on his own people. And his people across Russia and around the world are mourning Navalny today because he was so many things that Putin was not. He was brave. He was principled. He was dedicated to building a Russia where the rule of law existed and where it applied to everybody. Navalny believed in that Russia, that Russia. He knew it was a cause worth fighting for, and obviously even dying for. This tragedy reminds us of the stakes of this moment. We have to provide the funding so Ukraine can keep defending itself. What has that got to do with this guy dying in prison? Against Putin's vicious onslaughts and war crimes. Got to fit you know, that little bit in. 
there was a bipartisan Senate vote that passed overwhelmingly in the United States Senate to fund Ukraine. Suckers. Now, as I've said before, and I mean this in a literal sense, history is watching. History is watching the House of Representatives. The failure to support Ukraine at this critical moment will never be forgotten. It's going to go down in the pages of history. It really is. It's consequential. And the clock is ticking. And this has to happen. We have to help now. You know, we have to realize what we're dealing with with Putin. All of us should reject the dangerous statements made by the previous president that invited Russia to invade our NATO allies if they weren't paying up. Now, this is going to go he on the Trump an ally did not pay their dues, he'd encourage Russia to, quote, do whatever the hell they want. I guess I should clear my mind here a little bit and not say what I'm really thinking, but let me be clear. Sounds like you totally forgot what the fuck you were saying. Considering there is a monitor in front of you, or I should say a widescreen TV in front of you telling you what to say, these aren't your words, Joe. You just simply locked up. You Mitch McConnell. This (laughs) This guy... Now, Don, you've messed up on words doing this show. I don't have a fucking script, guys. Everything I'm saying is coming right off the top of my fucking head. I don't have anything written down. I have a couple of clips. That's it. This dude has a monitor in front of him that says what to say. And then he goes off script and he loses his fucking mind. Because he is losing his mind. And I'm not making fun of the fact that he is losing his mind. It just is what it is, guys. I'm sorry. It, I, no other way to say it. I'll, I'll continue, Mr. President. This is an outrageous thing for President to say. I can't fathom. I can't fathom. From Truman on, they're rolling over in their graves here in this. As long as I'm President, America stands by our sacred commitment to our NATO allies, as they have stood by their commitments to us repeatedly. Putin and the whole world should know if any adversary were to attack us, our NATO allies would back us. And if Putin were to attack a NATO ally, the United States will defend every inch of NATO territory. Now's the time for even greater unity among our NATO allies. To stand up to the threat that Putin's Russia poses. You know, I send my deepest condolences to Alexei's staff and supporters who are going to continue his work despite this loss, despite all of Putin's desperate attempts to stamp out the opposition. And most of all, to his family, especially to his wife, his daughter, and his son, who have already sacrificed so much for their family and a shared dream for a better future for Russia. So I just want to say God bless Alexei Navalny. His courage will not be forgotten, and I'm sure it will not be the only courage we see coming out of Russia. In the- all right. Uh, we could we could dwell on for this, but I'm gonna see if this classic is. See Are you ready, here we kids? go. All right, General. I can't hear you. All right, General. Who, who lives in the White House in the basement? Stupid and dumb and don't know his placement. If ruin this country is something you wish, then don't you dare cry and act like a bitch. Ready? Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. I used to do some parody songs. Um, I stopped doing them because, um, you know, they didn't seem to be well received. I, I'm guessing so. Um, I stopped doing them. But yes, those that was my voice. That was me doing that. And you're welcome. But I felt that was very fitting. SpongeBob Biden. <laughs> Anyway, on with more crapperoni. Okay, so here's why I think this guy was arrested and jailed. So I have this undercover video. This is from DC Drano um, of a video of Alexei Navalny asking an MI6 officer, James William Thomas Ford, for a 10 to $20 million a year to start a color revolution in Russia. He was organizing a coup and then got arrested. Let me play this for you. So there you have Alexei, what's his name, Navalny, talking to MI6 about funding a color revolution. And if MI6 was involved, you can't help but ask the question, was he working with the CIA? Was that the reason he was arrested? We don't really have the details because everything I read to you was off of WikiLeaks. That's about the most information I have on this guy. Now... If you guys listened to um, Tucker Carlson's interview with Putin, he kind of alluded to this situation. He didn't really specify this situation, but he did talk about color revolutions that we do, and we know we do. John Bolton even talked about this a while back. And I even brought this up the other day, where some of these people crossing the southern border are from Venezuela who were released from prison, because Maduro is like, you know what, fuck y'all. If you want to start a color revolution here to have me removed, I'm going to send all my criminals to you. And you know these people had to be something vicious if they're locked up in Venezuela, right? So you can't help but ask the question because Putin was referring to the color revolution in Ukraine. Well, Don, what are you talking about? Well, how in the fuck do you think Zelensky was elected? I mean, really? You think he's some great leader? You think he's George Washington? No, he was on their version of Saturday Night Live playing a fucking piano with his dick. What kind of guy is this? We want to sit here and talk about Trump. Oh, he said grab him by the pussy. Okay, he said it. Fucking Zelensky's playing the piano with his dick. 
They're not built the same. <laughs> not the same people. Zelensky was placed there for this very thing to be happening. And then, and then the thing that nobody's talking about, nobody's talking, well, I shouldn't say nobody, but no one in the mainstream media is talking about it. We've talked about it. Other, some other, I've never really heard it much on other podcasts, but you'll catch it on Twitter here and there. But you know, like I talked about with the Tucker situation where he was put on a Ukrainian kill list. Now all of a sudden, oh no, that never happened. I'm sure it didn't. And why would we not believe that would hap- that that it could happen. Now, you know, I'm going to read this post here. This is from Simon Ateba. Atiba. Now, uh, you may or may not know that name. He is the uh, black news reporter. I think he is from... He's from somewhere in Africa, and I'm not because he's black. I'm not saying that, but he's legitimately... I don't know if it's South Africa or Nigeria or something like that, but nonetheless, uh, he, he writes this. Many people on the right are sad today over the death of Alexei Navalny, a Russian opposition leader. However, they are also outraged at the level of hypocrisy on the left. The fact that the same people who did not say a word when Gonzalo Lira, an American citizen and journalist, was left to die in a Ukrainian prison for informing the world about the corruption there and the lies that Ukraine was winning the war... um, are now pretending to care so deeply about a Russian citizen who died in prison for his political activities. Now, before I read on, did you know anything about Gonzalo Lira? Most people don't, because, like I said, most people aren't talking about this. An American citizen who was a journalist who was in Ukraine, this was last year, was exposing the corruption of all this money that we were sending over there, that they were not using it for what they should have been using it, now, granted, a lot of that money, like uh, McConnell said, was going to our industrial, military industrial, making the bullets, making the guns, making those things. But he was still getting a chunk of cash over there. And he wasn't using the money for what it's for. Thus, probably one of the reasons why they're getting their asses handed to him. But here's an American journalist. I don't give a fuck if this dude was full of shit. If Gonzalo Lira was over there just spreading all sorts of lies and bullshit, I don't care. If if that was the case, Ukraine should have picked him up, put him on a plane, and sent him back to America. But no, they imprisoned him, and then he died in prison. Kind of like what just happened with this guy. Here's a person, and, and, and let's just say this dude was a Ukrainian citizen. And this happened. But the furthermore, this guy was an American citizen. And this happened. Where's the outrage? They're also outraged that Julian Assange remains in detention. And he might die in the United Kingdom for simply telling the truth about what the U.S. government wanted to keep secret. They are also outraged that while the U.S. government under President Biden boldly and loudly talks about human rights, right inside the United States, those are the ones that are being monitored, arrested, and tried for the same crimes that others, including the classified document case, are being left off, or let off, I should say. They are also outraged that the U.S. military is bombing to death innocent civilians in Somalia regularly and branding them all terrorists. Several of Trump's allies are facing charges now. Old cases are being revived. 
even as intelligence communities, uh, I, I'm sorry, I just I didn't even read this whole thing. That Somalia thing just kind of blew my mind. Does not even want to get warrants to spy on Americans. That selective outrage has left many people to see through the hypocrisy that has left them deeply disgusted. May the souls of Gonzalo Lira, an American citizen and journalist, left to die in Ukraine prisons, and Alexei Navalny, an opposition left to die in a Russian prison, rest in peace. May Julian Assange not die in prison for telling the truth. Now, I mean, he's right. He's right. You have the left raising hell over this whole situation that happened. And it's just one more thing to add. Now, I'm going to say this, and I'm not trying to be a dick. And no offense to Alexei Navalny's family or anyone in Russia that sides with him. I, I, I don't, I'm not saying this to be crass, and I'm not saying this because I, I'm a Putin apologist or whatever they say. I'm saying this because I'm an American, and I don't care. I'm sorry that this guy died in prison, however he died, whether he, whether he was murdered or whatever. However, whatever, I don't care. I think, here's where I believe Putin or whoever in Russia messed up. Number one, when this guy was arrested a year or so ago, they should have said it was because of this. Because we believe that he was a spy and he was an agent of Britain or American intelligence and that he and they were planning a coup a color revolution or whatever you want to say whether it's true or not i played you the video those were his words he said it so let's assume that that's why he was in prison i think where russia messed up is that's something they should have let out a while ago when this first happened it's because of this because now if they come out after the fact that this guy's dead and said, oh, well, you know, he was arrested because of this and plays the video. Um, it's not going to really mean a whole lot because it's after the fact. Okay. But the one thing that he should have brought up on top of Gonzalo Lira and like Julian Assange is the Trump situation. Look what's going on with Trump right now. Right now what's going on with Trump. You have... These people, Biden's DOJ, trying to lock up your opposition. I'm not saying they're trying to kill Trump. They're just trying to get him not be able to run. What's the difference? You're doing the same thing, essentially. But the fact that Zelensky and his government, his military, his whoever, is solely responsible for killing an American citizen, journalist, and we're not out. We're more outraged over the fact that Putin may or may not have killed his opposition, or maybe this person was jailed because he was doing some bad things in the country, not just trying to run against him. And then he died, whether he was murdered or whatever. We're more outraged over this than we are an American citizen being killed in Ukraine by Zelensky because that person was talking negatively about Zelensky. That's where our priorities are wrong. And I'm not blaming you guys because if you don't know about this, it's not your fault. You wouldn't know to look this stuff up. And if you're not listening to the show, I don't know, I think I'm on 370, then that's, I talk about stuff that a lot of other people don't talk about, okay? 
And and the reason I do that is because I really don't have any sponsors. We got Reaper Apparel. We got the Detom store. That's it. Okay, I'm self-funded. I would love for you guys to be a part of this more often. And I talk about these things because I don't care. Okay, I'm not going to get fired by my uh, production company or I'm not going to get fired by Comcast or CBS or whoever here and whoever there or whatever. You know, I guess worst case scenario, they kick me off and I'm not going to be able to do podcasts anymore. We'll cross that bridge when it happens. Hopefully it doesn't. But and uh, as, as long as I'm not that big of a threat and I'm only getting, you know, three or four that thousand downloads a month, who am I? But I'm telling you when I say this, the things I'm telling you are legit. And the fact that you might not even have heard of Gonzalo Lira, it's not my fault. And I'm not even going to say it's your fault because you wouldn't even know to look it up. But I'm going to blame the media that we so entrust and the other mainstream podcasts that you listen to that don't talk about these things. So... I encourage you guys to please, please make sure you're following this show. Guys, I do three a week. It's all I can do. I'm a dude (laughs) with a full-time job and a part-time podcast. I'm lucky I can squeeze out three. But before we go, I'm going to close out with a few things here. I'm not going to talk about everything I have here, so we'll pause that back half, and I'll bring that to you this weekend. As far as uh, Ukraine is concerned, our our save you know the people that we want to throw all this money to and Zelensky and we got to help him because you know Putin, he's also killed. I talked about this a little while ago. Uh, Ilya Kava, he was assassinated in Russia. Oh my God, Putin! No, 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 <laughs> by Ukrainians' SBU security service. Law enforcement uh, Sources have told the BBC Ukraine Zelensky banned opposition parties. Now he's killing the opposition. So in Russia, he banned, he he jailed his opposition. He jailed Alexei Navalny. He didn't jail him because he was his opposition. He got jailed for two counts of embezzlement. And what I also believe the he was jailed because he was attempting a coup on the country. That's my personal opinion. I don't have proof of that other than the video I played for you. But the fact of the matter, he was arrested and jailed over embezzlement, period. The fact that he was opposition is obsolete. Well, you could say the same thing about Trump. Okay, fine. If Trump is truly guilty of the things that he did and not made up bullshit lies, then yeah, go to jail. Okay? It is what it is. Zelensky, on the other hand, we're giving this country billions and billions of dollars, and he is not only banning his oppositions from running against him, he's already suspended elections for this year, he's killing his opposition. It's okay. It's not even like these guys are getting jailed for whatever, and then they're dying in prison. He's legitimately killing them. They're being assassinated. So, you know, he he's banned and jailed political opposition, Outlaw Ukrainians from speaking or being taught their Russian language. Uh, three, nine years bombed Russian Ukrainians. So this is all stemming of what's going on in Ukraine now. So prior to two years ago, and I've told you about this, in the Donbass region and in the southeastern region of the Ukraine, he's banned and jailed the political opposition 
He's outlawed all Ukrainians from speaking their natural language of Russia because, like I said, that's what those people are. He, for nine years, he bombed the Russian uh, and Ukraine's killing, uh, I'm sorry, the Russian Ukrainians killing 15,000 with the Azov Battalion. He's banned all media other than American media, and he's banned the Orthodox Church. So this all stems from 2014 after he was put in power. But yet we're funding this guy's what? What are we funding? What are we doing? Guys, that's where I'm going to have to end it there because we're hitting an hour. And, you know, I like to, I like to end it in an hour. So on that note, guys, please make sure you're following us on social media. Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, True Social, and the Ticker Talker. And uh, DTOM underscore 1775 on the Twitter X machine. And uh, you can email me at DonQ at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. Don't forget to follow me on Rumble at DontTreadOnAmericaTV. And guys, don't forget to hit our sponsors up. ReaperApparelCo.com, promo code DTOM. And the DTOM store links are at the bottom of the podcast app on which you're listening to this off on. <laughs> and guys, also on the DTOM store thing real quick. Let me turn that music down real quick. Free shipping. Guys, that'll save you a crap ton of money. Check it out. DTOM store. And uh, that's all I got for you today. You guys have a great day. And I'll talk to you again this weekend. I'll finish my drink here. <laughs>